0: So welcome back to the arthritis podcast official podcast of digital and creative media works each week we take some of pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it my name is david
1: hello my name is ben
0: hi how's it going ben fine you weren't here last week so i no. podcasted without you i cheated on i you was with sick. Aaron. ben was ill and he I <laughs> and also
1: did... i haven't played Red Dead redemption 2 yeah, so i just kind of let you guys it's had all, had all had aaron has done with his life since yeah came so i figured i'd let you guys have a have
0: did a, you um time. did you enjoy what did you think or did you get through halfway through and be uh, like, I haven't played this game, I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, th- I think I, I arrived in the second half. Oh, okay. For starters. So you missed all the good and stuff. Yeah, by that stage, you guys were already just starting to kind of ramble about. Yeah. yeah Weird so. stuff
0: we'd done. I liked that the post-show was mostly us just talking about, like...
1: The post-show was just more
0: just Red Dead. Dumb stories, <laughs> bit of, exactly. Bit of Doctor Who, yeah. um, But it's a new month. Uh, you missed the start of last month. which I is did. This month is... We're talking all things immersion and things about, like, world-building that make you feel like you're in a world. And so we thought we'd pick an interesting one to kick off this week with. Uh, a good uh, after, one as well. After talking about, like, a game which is entirely about immersion, we thought we would talk about the immersion of John Wick Chapter 2.
1: The second one it's fucking of, good of dude probably three they're doing a third one yeah here. they yeah. just wrapped filming yeah, yeah. i've yeah. seen that f- that photo of john wick on a horse, on a horse <laughs> shooting a guy on a motorcycle and they got mm-hmm. memed to oblivion so yes there is a third one coming out
0: um this film is so good mm. like especially mm. like because it's yeah, hard i to really enjoyed this film yeah.
1: yeah oh i mean it's probably one of them like because john wick john wick one was is such a dumb film with such a dumb premise because it's just they just wanted to make a really good action film uh-huh. and to follow up that with a sequel a sequel that is like more of the same but it still feels like a an a worthy addition like it doesn't yeah. feel like it's just the same film like there's actually more to it and it kind of actually goes places and it's like oh it's actually it's kind of it's it's worthwhile
0: if it felt to me more like the second part of a four-hour film than it did like, a, um... Like, it, actually, like, I think that's why Chapter 2 is more accurate <laughs> than Part 2. Like, it, it, it feels like a direct... Or, like, 2. Yeah. Like a direct follow-on, almost. Yeah. Well, yeah. it
1: is pretty close to, yeah. the, to the first film.
0: It's four days. Um, yeah. but before we get into the summary, uh, John Wick 2 is... Or, John Wick Chapter 2 is the neo-noir action thriller directed by Chad Stalhelski. I can never say his fucking name. <laughs> and written by Derek Colstad, and is the second film in the John Wick series. Um... Had a huge opening box office, as did the first one, and I think for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's Keanu Reeves, he's back, he's, he's bigger than ever, like, he is it's like in form. It's peak Keanu Reeves, it's despite pe- being post-Matrix. It's, po- it's post-Matrix <coughs> peak Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and we'll it's talk the a- second coming of Christ. We'll talk a bit about why that's the case uh, as we get into it, but first, the summary, if you haven't seen it, or you just need a quick memory refresher. John Wick 2, John Wick Chapter 2, I'm going to keep doing that, John Wick Chapter 2 picks up four days after the events of the first film, where John is still on the hunt for his lost car. He finally, re- he finally reclaims it from Tarasov, sparing Tarasov uh, to return home to live in peace, effectively bartering a temporary resolve with the Russians. John is still struggling to reconcile his past and his wife's passing, but he has a new dog and things feel a little settled, but only for mere moments. An old colleague, Santino, presents John a marker a blood token that forms part of the assassins' two unbreakable rules. John explains he is retired, and Santino-, Santino then proceeds to blow up John's house in response. As you do. John and his dog survive, but the little he had left of his wife and old life burns with it. John consults Winston, the owner of the Continental Hotel, and in New York... Su- yeah, oh, sorry. John and his dog survive, but the little he had left of his wife and his old life burns. John then consults Winston, the owner of the Continental Hotel in New York, in the hopes of seeking advice about what to do with the Marco. (laughs) Santino then tasks John with killing Santino's sister, Mary, sending John to Rome with a secret supervisor, Eris. John confronts Mary, and she chooses instead to kill herself, then let John take her life. John is then immediately betrayed by Santino's men, and he is hunted down by Eris and Mary's bodyguard. John finds brief refuge in the Continental. Santino puts out a hit on John to avenge his sister's death for $7 million, over to any assassin. John leaves the Continental and must fight his way out of Rome and and to Santino, who is now back in New York. Santino Santino signs off on his marker and Winston, the owner of the Continental, warns Santino that John is on his way. John, hunted by every assassin for the $7 million bounty put upon his return, fights his way towards Santino through New York, but ends up in a battle with Cassian, Mary's bodyguard. John buries a knife in Cassian's chest, but allows him to leave out of professional courtesy. John enlists the Bowery King, an underworld criminal, to prepare for his assault on Santino. Santino claims he will stay at the Continental forever, hoping to wait out John's wrath, but John finds him and shoots him in the Continental Lounge through the skull. The next morning, Winston explains to John that his contract has been doubled and is available globally. John is now excommunicado, and Winston gives John an hour's head start before the announcement. John and his dog flee into New York, as mobile phones around the city ring announcing that John Wick is officially a wanted man. God, this film is badass! That
1: fucking... That <laughs> oh. ending is so... That ending is so wild because even just... You you kind of have this idea, especially, even in the first film, I think. I don't know whether they touched on this in the first mm-hmm. film. That, like... Or maybe I'm mixing this up with a Bourne film. I think I'm mixing this with a Bourne I, I'll film. I'll tell
0: you. Tell me what you think it is and I'll confirm. Like, the
1: whole, the like, setting out a hit and then, like, a whole bunch of people with phones i think that might be a Born film i, I think that might be the, that might be a Bourne film. Uh, that might be the latest Born film yeah. um anyway so but yeah that like that you, you kind of have this whole idea that especially in the first film because you have the continental mm-hmm. you, you always have this idea of like there's a there's like a community of these people and you know they're they're kind of everywhere but this film just like dials it up to fucking 11 everyone is in. A it's just like everyone is in on it and yeah. it's there's like that yeah that ending and especially there's like a level of paranoia as well he, the fact that he starts running
0: you go just oh this is like it. he's like nah. No. he's like i need that 60 minutes you yeah know? it's it's pretty intense i mean like also what great casting with ian mcshane as the owner of the hotel oh my everything i see him in his is amazing i love him he plays so much. odin in american gods i don't know if you remember american well, gods the tv show mr wednesday well mr wednesday yes. yeah. yeah um he becomes odin he, well he is odin he gets revealed as own. Okay. Yeah. But Spoilers. Like, he's a great fuck. I every yeah. time I see Ian McShane I'm like, hell he has that gravity he has the gravity that um Who's the guy who currently plays Alfred in the B V S trilogy? Um Right, yeah. Uh Patrick, can you look that up for me? Um who? Jeremy Irons well, that is was the caramel. <laughs> Jeremy Irons, I- <laughs> he's he's got actual Jeremy Irons levity. Like yeah. he's got like that 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 levity and he, that, that I w- kind of weight him. I want the... him in more stuff. I want I, him to. I, him I want so him much. to be like. I want to at the end of like a long hard week at work. I want to go to his office and have like a scotch <laughs> with him and consult him <laughs> and get his advice. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, he's so good. I I yeah. love him in this. Um, and he plays really well off John's like sort of strong silent type persona, whereas he's this kind of owner of the hotel, but he does have that kind of gravity to him um and i think that he's Lee a great X, he's
1: he's actually very similar to mr wednesday
0: it, well this. that's why a amish yeah. is really good at one thing
1: he's good at that kind of role of like the 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 secretly the secretly powerful the
0: guy who knows everything
1: the guy who knows everything but he doesn't like show it off he's not the doer he's a
0: he's, he's a, a watcher he's and a, a watcher and a, a talker a and up. a and a he's manipulator a, he's and a he's grifter he's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, and
1: he's, yeah, he plays that role so well.
0: And then, like, obviously, Counter Reeves puts in again, like one of his best performances. Does the yeah. most by saying the least. That's what Counter does best. Um, when he does say
1: things, that's a bit, uh, it's a bit weird and stilted.
0: He, is that but, just him, or is that him acting? I can't I, tell. I think in this one, it's him acting because what they want for John Wick is he's a character who, since his wife's death, has isolated himself. So like he's completely like gone into himself. He's retracted. He's in. He's like completely introverted. Right. So when he has to talk, it's awkward and weird because mm-hmm. he doesn't do it often. Whereas like the killing stuff, it comes on like a switch. we like yep. that. That for him is like his natural flow state. Whereas speaking and interacting, he's lost that because that was that was the part of him that was with his wife.
1: Do you want to do like some quick hot takes of like favorite. Like, cause we we talked a lot favorite in the kills? first film, favorite kills, but also just like favorite minute moments. Like we talked in the first film where he falls off the balcony, oh, And just, and he that, just that, hits, that bone crushing go, thud. He got me. And like when he falls off the balcony, and he just lands.
0: It's oh, just no, he just stops, and no you're Hall like, cut. oh, it there's
1: looked, nothing. He it, just stops.
0: It, it looked like they actually dropped Keanu Reeves off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's the weird. Thing. Um, and I, there were what a, do you f-
1: got? there. Well, okay, so first one. When John Wick is in his car and he's lost the door and he's in the facility and a dude rams the front he of his just, car, hits- the car rotates and he just pops out of the side. Well, he doesn't
0: move the
1: car move. Yeah, he doesn't move the car such a cool shot. I was like, oh, that's tight. Um... That was definitely like up there. I was like, all right, all right, it's this kind of film. One of my favorite, one um, of my, fa- one I, of my, th- fa- my other favorite one yeah. is where he's run out of ammo in his shotgun, so he's pinned the guy down oh. with the barrel with the one hand, and he loads it, and then just pops. Oh, it. dude, yeah. that I,
0: that made me... Th- those two moments,
1: I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a John Wick film. <laughs> there
0: was there was quite a few that like were kind of blended together for me, but I think there's there's one where it's they're running through it's toward the end, they're running through like the modern art gallery, and John Wick has like that gun with you know, like seven rounds or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Um, they only takes seven rounds and he, he's also that and he's using someone else's pistol and he clicks dry. And he just fucking like hocks at a dude's face. Oh yeah, yeah. he just chucks it. <laughs> I was really like, good. damn. But then yeah. just before that, he's rounding a corner and he, a guy like comes at him with a gun and he grabs the guy and pins the guy to the ground and holds the guy's arm out with the gun around the corner. Another guy runs, he shoots the guy's leg. <laughs> Grabs that guy's gun, shoots that guy, then turns around and hocks the gun when it's out of ammo. It's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, like that for me was like I was like, so Yeah, the
1: choreography in this is like it's really not up to. Long. I think there's there's a few there's a few more dumb gimmick fight scenes in this. Um, yeah, I thought the mirrors were there was like only one good part of the mirrors. I
0: found that frustrating because I couldn't tell what was going on.
1: Yeah. Um. That's and the, the, and, the and the scene when they're walking through. I assume it's like a station, and oh, they're the just subway. like shooting. The silence. It. That's so funny, dude. That's
0: so dumb. It's like, supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny, <laughs> though. Like, it's uh, that's like I was I laughing mean, out loud when that happened.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny because they just like nonchalantly just like pew pew. It's, dude, that was fucking hilarious. I, yeah, I was I mean, laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's definitely like a comedic moment, and th- this film does that a lot more than the previous one. Like, you know, the previous film had that those moments where you kind of laugh, but this like, did you see this one in theaters when it came out? No. Okay, I did. Um, well, I saw it like, I saw it like opening week, I think, because I had the, I had a press ticket, uh, which I didn't use, so then I then paid human dollars for it, um, oh, no. and it was interesting, because I saw it in, like, a pretty affluent area, so they didn't really, like, get a lot of the humor, but right. there was, like, a group of kids at the back that laughed at every punchline, <laughs> like, every physical punchline, Yeah. which is interesting, because the film's dialogue is very serious, right, like, it's a very, like, everything's very morose, the only person who kind of has any jokey jokes is, like, um... Lawrence Fishburne's character, the Bowery King, where he's kind of like, he's kind of like, yeah, John Wick. He, you know, he just grandstands a lot. He chooses the scenery a yeah. lot. um But everyone like, else is I, look, very I just, serious. I just
1: took Lawrence Fishburne's character as he was just like, I'm just gonna pretend that, like it's Morpheus 20 years later.
0: It was very weird. I don't know if I liked him in this.
1: I th- well, because that whole scene when you see him, I was just like, there were a lot of things that were like, I was like, this is very just. Very you alienized. could like like film theory is going to have a fucking field day with this scene is what i yeah. is sort of the this
0: well that that's because it's so much subtext right like there's a lot of stuff that's just never explained and there's a lot of stuff that if you come
1: at, if you come at it from the perspective of like like you can watch this film being like this is the matrix 20 years on and mm-hmm. like it ju- it fits it slots in yeah i mean it it, it doesn't because that's not what the film is about because oh, i see what you mean because yeah. like that's like a really that's like a really dumb way of sort of it's a very uncreative. Meta- yeah, it's it's like a very, um... Oh, there was a really incredible video by uh, Dan Olson mm-hmm. recently where he talked about Annihilation and how so many people who did, like, analysis of that film, and we kind of did this as well, got so hung up on, like, the... Is she an alien? Is he an alien? Are the aliens? What's the aliens gonna do? What about the shimmer? Where's mm-hmm. the shimmer? What's the shimmer? Where are the aliens? Mm. Where the film is about loss... Well, that, I th- and like I think, change. Well,
0: we focus more on the relationships than anything else.
1: Yeah, we, and it, we, yeah, I we think, think, uh, focus more on the characters. Dan Olsen described it as the the death of metaphor or something along those lines. It's Basically, the, yeah. it's it's easy for to do that with this film to be like, no, it's it's like the Matrix because Lawrence Fishburne is yeah, in it, dumb. and they they're like good friends from the past, and maybe maybe it's the Matrix and they have forgotten. You know, this is the Matrix sequel. Nah, blah, it's, blah. it's like no, it's no, not. It's, it's just it's...
0: John Wick is a famous assassin <laughs> and everyone knows who he is. That's all.
1: I really I liked how they um I like the continuation of the all you have to say is his name that's John
0: Wick's uh, car and every
1: character is like
0: oh the, <laughs> the, when the guy at the start does he's like you killed him with a pencil who the fuck does that and then and then, then like, kills and him, and later kills on you see him kill with he kills yeah and there's there's the um that that I was like damn son that's like some Jason Bourne shit well even that you I know? like
1: that yeah when he was going out with, with the pencil I was like oh this is interesting because it's a it's a weird thing well obviously the he killed three guys at the bar with a pencil. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a story, but he does it, so it's like a weird thing but where it it's may like- it happened. Yeah, yeah. like he- It probably happened.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean- well, most, most stories with Joe the rule is like, it probably did happen, but they under-exaggerated the details. Because that's what the guy says at the start. He says it's like, they're mostly watered down. Yeah, which is like, probably I, what happened uh, what is what I graphic. Took,
1: what I took that, when he actually did kill people with a pencil, I mean, there's one there's one perspective where it's just like, he's clearly trained with a right. pencil. Or did you think that done before he
0: he saw the pencil and went, oh, that like- you know, people remember that story people tell about me in the bar? Yeah. Let's try that.
1: Or maybe he's just he doesn't care because again, he's quite an introvert no. and people make up these stories about how he kills people. He just people, goes I don't care. And he's he doesn't care. He will use a pencil if he needs that to. And it's more sense. of like that's more of just a textual confirmation of John Wick as a character.
0: Yes. And that's that's it's like interesting he can too. kill three people with a pencil. We'll show you. The world is, like, this whole film is full of, like, textual confirmation of world things that never get explained. Like, as a quick laundry list, like, when John gets his new suit and gun and passport, there's, like, clearly this place where you go as an assassin. They just, like, give you a new identity with, like, your favorite assassin suit and yeah, your favorite and you, gun. Yeah, you
1: go down to the bar and you ask for, like, like a German... Mm. like a german starter and he gives you a glock and it's like and you ask for dessert and he gives you knives and it's like you go to you go to the 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 tailor and you ask for you ask for a
0: suit and then you, he asks for the line and you say tactical and now suddenly you've they got a bulletproof, you into the bulletproof you've suit. got a
1: bulletproof suit
0: i mean even but even the even the broader level of that moment where he like john knows everyone in Rome, like that to me i'm like okay well like he's got these places wired <laughs> and there's even something they do with the filmmaking of this where john wick is a character you like when you're following him from like his perspective it's very like straightforward but whenever you're in like a common shot and he's in it like from someone else's perspective or just like from a common view um he kind of disappears and reappears in like through the scenery and stuff like he he kind of moves in this way that like you can't really track properly um there's an exception to that which is in the train sequence where he like you know when they're about to get on the train from either side and the train goes and like and you know john vanishes or whatever
1: like, the, there's like, no, there's like there's a few frames where you yeah, can actually, the, you can directly yeah. see him. He's walking. Yeah.
0: The the wisecrack guys pointed out in their podcast about this one that, that you can see him walking forward yeah. to get to the right door. Yeah, no, you can. And that to me, I'm like that's. And they talk about it as like a deconstruction of like of the villain the trope. trope. Yeah, yeah. That you see a lot in like the, the vanishing one. behind the yeah. train trope. Which yeah. I is, thought that was interesting because when it happened, yeah.
1: I was just like, he's gonna vanish. But then I was like, actually, he's just walking.
0: Because jump. That's. I think that's what's scary about John Wick is he's just a man. Like it, he is this legend, but he's like <laughs> he is just a guy with who's got the will to do it. Like he's not supernatural. Like he's not actually a boogeyman. He's Supernatural. I. David's having trouble with words today. Going to point that out. Supernatural. <laughs> um. But like he's just the dude that gets it done, and that right. is somehow scarier than if he, like you know, like a Fast and Furious character who's like impervious to bullets or whatever. Yeah. When John gets shot in his like vest. Is this it's Fast and Furious about bullets. It since like the third film, it's mostly about guns now. Really? Yeah. Uh guns and kung fu um
1: i remember tokyo director <laughs> it was just about the cars Nah,
0: it's still about the cars it's yeah. about cars babes and guns now ben cars
1: babes Lowest and guns. The, denominator. The, american, the american the american dream that's right
0: baby uh we've got to talk about the way that this film links all of its themes together so like the violence and the death and the sex and all that stuff the sex a, well the way that it sexualizes violence um, right okay i was gonna say there's like yeah. a back of a female
1: in this film, the, that's, the, that's the most nudity in the entire. No, film.
0: but like the obvious, the obvious connection that you touched on before is like the gunsmith who, like, John Wick orders guns. Like he's talking about going on a date with someone,
1: where he's like, "Well, yeah," and he orders a suit based on like a social event he's going to. Yeah, it's and all, even
0: even when the it's all very gentleman. Even when like, all the
1: assassins are talking to it, well, everyone will ask him. It's just like, oh, "Are you working?" Even like the firefighter is just like, oh, "Are you back to working?" And he's just like dough or something it was like yeah it was I just like i wish i wasn't it. or whatever it yeah.
0: reminds me a lot of like the man from uncle um yeah um patrick's put up got, got a good quote there which is texture grip should get your hands should your hands sorry texture grip should wet. your hands get wet yeah. and it's it's all very sexual you know dessert an italian classic like it's very um there's even a subversion there of like in, in current culture like guns are viewed as like this kind of um there's a like there's a lot of conversation and stigma happening around guns but it this film is not about guns it's about assassins so when they do it you you kind of don't you don't have that normal reaction where you're like guns are bad you're like but these this is a world of assassins this is what they do yeah um
1: they just all have a silent everyone just has a silence pistol on them yeah at all times everyone has a
0: knife on in their jeans pocket you know i mean even Eris, which is the blind assassin um who's ruby rose's character she has this weird like sorry blind uh deaf fucking I almost nailed it. Is she deaf or, or is she mute, just I think, mute? Maybe I think maybe she's just mute because um, well, I mean,
1: I don't know. Well, she grunts, Some, but I don't, I don't know how. Sometimes, like John Wick talks to her,
0: but then most of the time he signs. So I think deaf. I think Let's assume deaf. I think deaf, but maybe yeah. she can read lips and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like he, like the first time she meets him, she intimidates him by like grabbing his ass through like under his taint, which made me like. To try and like spook him, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, that's a bit full," but like, it wasn't Ooh, sexual. Yep. It was like it, it was like a threat of violence or something. Like, like it's got your taint. <laughs> like, but but it, but like her her her. <laughs> Sorry, grab your other taint, boy. <laughs> but like, it 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 seems to me that like it's not that she's sexually attracted to him, but that her attraction to his abilities as an assassin are by very definition <clears throat> sexual in some way.
1: And interestingly, so with uh. Who's the bodyguard that he stabs the knife into? Cassian? So Cassian, he so he stabs him with the knife and then leaves it because he's like, you know, you can survive. And we see that.
0: I think he might be alive.
1: Oh, I mean, you see that with Lawrence Fishbone's mm-hmm. character. He also was given the same kind of situation where it's like, I could either like hold the wound or I could try to shoot you and die mm-hmm. and kill it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's like, so he gave Cassian that sort of professional, you know, professional courtesy. courtesy. Yeah. Except he, and it's very explicit, he doesn't give that same to Ruby to Rose's character. Ruby Rose's character. Yeah. He's like, he stabs it with a knife and then straight up rips it out. Yeah. And even the soundtrack kind of, like, emphasizes, like, there's a bit of, like, a flourish in the audio. Why do you think the audio is... From a character perspective, yeah. I don't know, but from a... Cause, you know, no, I understand yeah. the
0: symbolism, but, like, I'm trying to work out, like why he vowed and it's just because he and cassian have a history or it
1: could have been that maybe i don't know like maybe he just didn't appreciate it getting well, I, bloody, I, bloody, I, bloody groped by this by this assassin lady. he's just like just because you're a woman doesn't mean i'm not gonna fucking end you
0: i suppose too that cassian never betrayed john wick he's just doing his job because he was protecting mary Ooh. maybe there's like an empathy there whereas like it seems like ruby rose has like this mali- i don't know this. Something... is she in the first film no and that's my no. water that is your Get water. your own fucking water um shock on my drink bro. i've been drinking that this whole time son I think. of a bitch um it's only there because it was out of the out of my microphone stands okay. wait well, now i can't see it no. um that's why ben and i quibble about <laughs> drinks yep. welcome to a very hybrid podcast <laughs> um yeah i mean even you know there's she, definitely something there and i don't she, know yeah there, I haven't there's something thought about there it and enough. it's like <laughs> is it like you know a sexual attraction i don't think so i think it's like natural like it's it's the other way around. It's an attraction to his abilities as a professional, by extension. Gun, like, death in this world is sexualized, so she's... Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Something to think about. If you, if you guys know, I'd love to hear it, either in, in the comments of the video, or, like, if you want to email us or something. Like, what do you think of that relationship? If you've worked it, because I know people think about this film more than we have, but I'd love to know, because there's something there. Um, The other thing, like, Mary, um, Santino's sister, she's a crime lord who affiliates with assassins, and but, like, she operates out of catacombs, Which is like full of death, Um, and then you know she has this big bathtub that's very open and like visible. It's kind of a showroom almost of her body. And she, when she dies, she strips to nothing, right? I think I think
1: there's a there there are sort of themes of like sort of autonomy of death in this film, where so you have. What do you mean autonomy of death? So like you have uh, the the crime late. I'm bad at names. You're gonna have to remind Mary. Yeah. yeah. So she, when she she's like, "I'm gonna kill myself because I don't want to, like I'm going to die. That's I don't want to happen. Well, do you, I don't want you to kill me. I'm gonna take it in my it, hands. Is it? Is it? I don't myself. want you to
0: kill me, or I don't want you to have to kill me. Do you think for her? Because I wonder if they had a history, maybe. Like a... uh,
1: I mean, it could be that. But either way, I, she does say she was like, "I decide my own fate. Yeah. So I think that it is part of sort of like a agency, she, yeah. yeah, agency thing. Um, and then you have you have the two examples of you know people who are actively given a choice of like do your job or survive and like mm-hmm. we can probably gleam that they both chose well one of them does choose and probably gleam the other one does as well yep um and even with uh hotel operator man um uh winston, winston. even he when he's when he's like oh you've been excommunicated and then your life is now forfeit and john wick says well then why am why aren't i dead winston is just like because i had a because i've chosen not to kill you yet yeah. basically so, so it's about autonomy it's yeah and, and and yeah like the sort of but like is it, isn't
0: that in, in opposition to how many fucking rules they have do you think like the friction between that that idea of like they want all of these assassins well, it's the, it's want the, is the, autonomy but they're all bound by these rules
1: well maybe like on one hand yeah autonomy but the autonomy could be sort of a like a rebellion it's, you know when you're in the continental you can't you can't conduct business on continental you know you, the winston has all this power where even when he excommunicates someone or even when there's a seven million dollar bounty on his head he can basically keep them alive but, either a by giving them sanction in the continental mm-hmm. or b sort of being like i'm gonna give you an hour head start
0: yeah so but, i but think he's there, still, he's there isn't completely exempt of the rules
1: well he i think he's kind of like the epicenter of like the control of death like he has all these rules he has all these people not necessarily uh, under his control, I hadn't thought of it like but that. at least under his 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 guise, to so, where he's kind of like he's almost the dealer of death. But then you have characters like again, names, really Interesting. the crime lord lady, Mary. where she's like, yeah, Mary. She's like, no, nah, I'm gonna just like, it's, okay, death's knocking because death is always knocking in this yeah. world, but it's knocking particularly fast and hard right now because John Wick is in my room, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna it's going to knock out cold, but then John wick still shoots her.
0: That's That's because everyone else needs to know he killed her to, to, to claim the mark. Remember the marker said the marker was like, you have to, you have to to proof. I can't remember. It's a blood oath. And he goes, you have to kill my sister for me or something. Like the, it's the specific wording of it. But then, I, that's an interesting thing that I hadn't even thought of, which is that control of death, because in the first film, as Patrick points out, there's a seductress character that supposedly kills people with sex, right? So the question then is, you know, if, if, if the locus of control for these assassins, if the one thing they all fear is a lack of control over their death, because that's what they do for a living, right? They they output death. They create death. Well, they,
1: yeah, because there's 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 like hundreds and hundreds of just generic bad guy grunts in this film that just get and John, shot, destroyed. And maimed, like clearly destroyed.
0: talented assassins that John Wick immediately dismantles. Yeah. So it must speak to this this idea of like, there are a bunch of assassins that aren't the top level. Yeah. And like, you know, you're, the Ruby Rose's character, Eris. Um, the big sumo boy. The-, the Who the, takes a lot of bullets. Yeah, the, the big Chinese dude. Um, or, uh, you know, John Wick. The violin um, player. Yeah, the violin. Like, th- there is certain- a. Pulls a pistol out of a violin. <laughs> there are clearly certain characters, I mean, like Cassian, there are certain characters in this world, certain assassins that are like the top echelon. And right. the thing that you realize when they approach is you have no control of what's going to happen. They will kill you. And the only control you have left is how you die. So it's interesting that then Winston is the arbiter of the rules. But, like, it's kind of crazy to me that, you know, if, if you think about impulse and sex and death and all that stuff and how they kind of all interlinked with, like, desire versus, like, control. It's interesting that the one time that John Wick is in control of his life is when he's killing people. When he's forced back into it, he's in actual control of, like, the moment-to-moment, whereas, you know, when he's not doing a job, when he's not roped back into it, he's in control of his life, but the moment-to-moment is dictated by who turns up and who does stuff. So, there's something, I don't know what, what, there's something there, don't know what, but something to think about. Um, I have a meta reading to cap off with, if you like. Yeah, let's go. Meta reading. It's actually a Matrix sequel. It's not. Um, (laughs) So, this comes in part from the Wisecrack guys, but I've kind of taken my own spin on it because I was. Because I kind of. Aaron and I got a bit deep into Zizek last week, so I kind of lost my mind a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's not. I
1: remember seeing that last week and going, oh, boy. I'm glad I'm not there. It's not even about the real. I'm not a fan of Zizek.
0: (laughs) So, uh, shout outs to the Wisecrack boys. If you haven't heard their podcast, show me the meeting, get into it. I'll probably link it in the show notes because they were a big source for this one. But okay so the film is morbidly funny and there is this real emphasis on the fact that john like like john wick is played by keanu reeves um and he you know he's only really an action star now again since like a proper action star since he came back in john wick that was when everyone went oh yeah he he did a lot of kung fu in 2001 you know like everyone's kind of remembered that and like keanu has this this vibe that daniel craig or like jason statham or like idris alba that they don't have because like those guys are like action people. Like Idris Sheeran was like maybe a less good example, but like Daniel Craig, Jason Statham, like you know the people that you th- you know even to an extent. Uh, who's the guy that plays Captain America? Um, uh, Chris, one of the Chris's. Chris M. Emsworth? Evans, Chris Hem, Chris Evans, Evans, Chris Evans, Chris. Hem- those characters are, like they're like action heroes, but John Wick, sorry, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> you don't think of as being like an action star. He's just like the guy from the Matrix, right?
1: Yeah, he's he's even. There was sort of that time period be- between The Matrix and John Wick where, you know, he was he was being memed and, like, you know, there was the whole, like, Keanu Reeves doesn't age joke and there was, like, he was still part of popular culture. Yeah. I don't know how many, if he had any films. Definitely no. He no, did a few indie films. Yeah, yeah, definitely no big films like John Wick. Mm-hmm. So, when he came back... It it like the first John Wick was almost like a you know it was like oh Keanu Reeves in an action film okay like that everyone was like yeah, it's a bit of a meme it's yeah. a bit of a joke a bit of a, a silly goof and it kind of felt kind that of way until and the film is a bit of a goof you know it's it's but, there you know, is lots of funny you explain moments. the the plot of John Wick and it's like a guy it's like someone kills John Wick's dog and he just goes on a murderous rampage yeah and like that's the film yeah and this and even this film is it's you know it starts off it starts off kind of as jokey as the first one they kind of they leave that behind a little bit you know there's, mm-hmm. there's no dog there's no car it's just he's kind well, they of blew,
0: just... they blow up his house that he had that he lived within with his wife so it's yeah, still got that that, sem- that the, kind of symbolism of loss like
1: with the where the first film was he lost his dog he went on a murderous rampage he ends the film with another dog like that was just right like... but it's
0: not the dog that he and his wife had That's all. It's it's, it's not the last remnant he had of his wife.
1: But it is like, as like a closing statement, it it pokes fun at the whole purpose of the film. Was just like, the only reason he's doing this is because he really likes dogs. You could
0: have just bought your fucking dog.
1: Well, he finds a dog.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. 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 Whereas this film,
1: it's like, you know, it starts off kind of jokingly, there's still a dog and he's trying to get his car, mm -hmm. but it very quickly moves into, oh, there's actually just like, there's more to this world than just...
0: Than just his Than just little... jokey
1: Keanu Reeves doing flips and shit.
0: Lots of shit going on. Do you think that, that that that's helped by the fact that, like, there's nothing ostensibly special about Keanu Reeves? Like, every other character in this world has, like, a quirk or a gimmick or, like... Like, the Bowery King is, like, this kind of grand like grandstanding guy who's, like... You know, looks like a hobo, but he's secretly, like, this, you know, big a king, king dude. Yeah. You know, and then, like, you've got Winston who's, like, the the kind of the dictator of this this continental world. You've even got, like, the the bad guy Santino, who's, like, this art collector who has this pretense who he's killing a sister behind his... Oh, he's counting, know, like, Ruby Rose's character who kind of is, like, the femme fatale. Like, they all have these kind of gimmicks or whatever. But, like, Keanu Reeves is, like, just a normal-looking dude. Like, he's not even, like, that muscular in this film.
1: I mean, he has a fucking Fortnite skin, like, basically modeled he after just looks- him because he's just so generic. He just looks yeah. like the
0: most generic dude ever. And I think... That's why John Wick works. The thing that's special about John Wick is that he's played by Keanu Reeves, who is just a normal dude. Keanu Reeves is not Hollywood. Keanu Reeves has had, like, a really hard life. His wife and kid passed away. Like, he's had a really hard, normal-ass life. Wait, really? Then he became an actor. Yeah, he's had a horrific life. Oh, God. And he's, yeah. like, the nicest dude. He get, gets t- catches the subway everywhere to save <laughs> on, like, emissions and stuff like that. Right. Um, like, he's, like, a normal-ass dude. And so, like, my meta-reading of the whole thing is, like, they picked Keanu Reeves because he is the one action star who isn't an action star. And so you put him in this film and you make him John Wick. Yeah, and, and it's like... He, the thing that makes him special is the fact that he isn't.
1: Just, yeah, despite him being a pretty pretty sort of mainstay action star now because of these two films, you wouldn't put him in the Untouchables. Untouchables? Untouchables. Sure, Untouchables. You now it the first time. Yeah. Nice. Or like the A-Team or whatever. Or like, yeah, like yeah. You, he wouldn't fit in that because he's, he's not a machismo. He's not a like, hyper-masculine... He's not, like, super buff or anything. He's not, like, he's not particularly, like, he's not, like, a veteran of the genre as well. So he's He's... not, like, an Arnie figure or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's like, a newcomer, but he's, he's, he's got so much history, really just because of The Matrix. Like, that film is, like, that's a cultural icon, really, like, in terms of Keanu Reeves as a human being. So, yeah, I feel like because of that and, you know, putting him in this film where... You know, in the in the film, he is this kind of larger than life character, but not because of. The, it's like doubly because a people say he's larger than life, which for one is like, oh, that's just lazy writing. But Super then they nice. actually show it. They're yeah. like, look at him, like do all this crazy shit, but s- still get the crap beaten out of him. Like he gets, Never he's feels not unfair. invincible. Yeah, but it's 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 like a i think the the line that was like that i thought was really cool because i th- like the the that kind of theming for me is really interesting is where at the start of the film where he's just like like john wick is just a man of pure will like yeah. he will like if he just wants something he'll like he'll just make it happen like he's a doer he, he's not magic he's not special but like the the whole idea of just like someone willing something like that as sort of a superpower i always find kind of funny because yeah. it's like that's such a and achievable. it's hard to do, because it's yeah. like, you know, you look at, like, a skyscraper by The Rock. That's, like, a film where it's just like, oh, because he's, you know, he's missing a leg. It's like, oh, he's just, he wills all these things. He's just... It's
0: but at the same time, rock. it's he's The Rock. Like, it's, it's,
1: it's really ingenuous,
0: and you're like, yeah. Hey. It's canny. I think like, it's canny. Like, Joe just because he's a dude. Like, he's just yeah, a guy. You can
1: believe that he, he just puts 110 in and just kills Th- a
0: bunch of people this film would work with someone like emily blunt for instance who is well, it's the just same just kind of person. thing <laughs> it's
1: the same kind of thing that i got from um uh atomic blonde where it's just yes. like it's just pure oh, will there. yeah
0: she just doesn't she keeps getting up it's or like like, like daredevil, a, like a, yeah, like a daredevil yeah.
1: or a um or like alien ripley and alien yeah actually it's just charlie like- cox
0: would be great as john wick like that w- <laughs> right. it would have the same effect where he's just a guy yeah. who you know is being like a pretty decent actor but he's never really like an action hero yeah and i think that it- i think it works so well um which that might be a good place to end because we just said really nice things for 10 minutes um <laughs> have you have any uh recommendations for this week benjamin
1: uh it's not really a recommendation but i've just been playing vr, I've fixed- Buy VR? i fixed by vr is f- that the recommendation uh, no not yet don't wait for like i don't know wait for gen 3 mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's- it's nauseating, but I it's a it's a good nauseating. Okay. I played Rec Room and I I am gonna talk about that in the post
0: show. <laughs> I okay, I'm not excited, <laughs> but I will look forward to it nonetheless. Yep. Um I just finished American Gods Rap Book Club podcast. You gotta read that book. Oh, we actually we
1: we just finished because I don't read because mainly because I'm bad. I'm a slow reader. Ben but, can't read it's the podcast big secret. But Laura Laura likes reading, so she mm-hmm. reads to me a lot. And she we just finished uh, Daughter of Smoke and Bone, and I'm it's gonna win anyway. I'm fucking angry. Yeah, and I'm really really goddamn not, angry at that. It's not, it's not I'm gonna go back and look at the podcast. It's
0: not a great book. I say all the no, things I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've I. I it enjoyed, ruins its premise <clears throat> i enjoyed like the last fourth fifth four out of five yeah that, if you split it into
0: five the last the fourth fifth is really good but the rest of the book and the rest of it is just infuriating <clears throat> <and> <laughs> check out that podcast if you want to um well laura and i break that book down and i basically drill the book into the ground <laughs> yep. um there are good elements but yeah there's some
1: good stuff uh, but a lot of it i yeah. was by the end of it i was like i'm really annoyed <laughs> yeah,
0: but if you like the image shane in this check out american gods he's one of the main characters and he fucking nails oh,
1: it he was that the that tv show was my introduction to him oh, you lucky dog and, oh it's just been great ever since he's brilliant every time he? i see him i'm like yes like hell yes he's so good go
0: check him out go check out american gods whether it's the amazon prime book show or, or the, the book book, uh, yeah. book is very different but uh equally as good in a very different
1: way they're quite similar though they 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 Cover the, a lot of same. The
0: plots are similar, but except the, they
1: they change some of the characters. They update, they modernize something.
0: There's some stuff that they do in the later, like the sequencing of events changes as you get into the back half of the TV show, yeah. and in a really interesting way. So I recommend doing both because they try and achieve different things. I find it interesting
1: how they change in the TV show, and he's like the the Twinky, see I can describe it. Twinky vaping like preppy kid, but in the book he's like a chubby. Kind of like nerd. Well, he's
0: a chubby vaping nerd.
1: Yeah, but a, he's not. A... He's not explicitly vaping in the book.
0: Though. He is later on.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I haven't read the book. So I don't no, read. it's it's interesting.
0: Uh, I definitely check it out. Uh, Either version. It's just Neil. More any Neil Gaiman you can pick up and read or watch. Do it. Yep. Do yourself a fucking favor. Um, yeah, that'll do it for that portion of the podcast. But as always, Ben. Facebook. Where can... At DC social. No, actually, you know what? Where can people find Twitter? Us? <laughs> facebook at, uh youtube d works everywhere youtube.com slash dcm if you want to see this live uh at dcm at a works to get updates and our content Patron. Patreon. patreon <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I did it myself last week because I didn't get Aaron a script. Right. Yeah, um, you I just, felt like so didn't give
1: him a list. He'd be like, what is this? Yeah. Like, Just read the words. Don't just, worry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, Patreon.com slash DCMworks. Help support us. Chuck in three bucks a month. You get access to everything that we do. Um, all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. You can see the post-show, if you didn't catch it live, where we just chinwag and hang out for a good 20 to 30 minutes. Or we do things like... Uh, this week we won't because mm. neither, of, neither of us have seen it, but we recap no, Doctor Who. We, or we generally do Doctor Who. Talk we'll, about, do a, we'll do a double next week. Talk about extra stuff. Patrick corrects our facts. All kinds <laughs> of good stuff. So you can check that out and enjoy it if you would like to. Three bucks a month. Also, you get access to Interface, our Patreon-only podcast, which at some point Ben and I are going to record the next few episodes. At some point. But going to make some time for that. Um, yep. It's a kind of audiobook slash drama slash anthology story. Slash...
1: Cosmic horror, fucking
0: horror yeah it's horrifying check that out if you want to uh we appreciate any support you guys give us or alternatively just tell one friend you think might like this podcast about it that's honestly the best way to help us tell your nan she's got time no, tell, tell your him. nan don't tell your nan we didn't even say cunt once Woo! God. rick and morty see you next week rick and morty Ten thousand years <laughs> rick and morty uh otherwise if you want to follow us individually i'm at dc on my hip hop i'll see you guys next week